I'm Hamish Bowman, a part of Ray White New Farm and director of Ray White Projects. Welcome to The Collegiate, an ongoing series of casual but in-depth conversations with my colleagues. These are some really interesting people I've met throughout my career at Ray White and New Farm, and we're going to talk to them and get a better insight as to the growth of their careers and what happens behind the closed doors. Last week, we spoke to Tom Lyon, a fascinating story from a farming background to a thriving, really successful sales agent here in New Farm. This week, we've invited Carla Lynch in for a chat. Carla, very passionate New Zealander, has worked in every facet of the business from property management through to now being a very successful sales agent. She's got a very community-based business model and runs a very, very tight ship and has a great team behind her. We'd love to plug our socials. Stay connected with us through YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. Add Hamish Bowman. Let's dive in and see what's in store. Carla Lynch, super excited to have you. Thanks very much. Thank you for asking me. Pleasure. Well, thanks for coming along. Thank you. Carla, you've got a really, really interesting background. Yeah. Coming from New Zealand and then cutting your teeth in property management and now sort of leading the way in sales and Ray White New Farm. Yeah. Love to um, to dig in and... Get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. Yeah. So, should we start with New Zealand? Yeah, yeah. Look, um, I'm originally from the Bay of Islands, so it's at the very top of the North Island. And it's a little town called Russell. So, you... um, The population there would be, well, my school population at the time, there was 60 kids. So it was a really small town. And um, I grew up there. My dad was the local butcher. My mum was a housewife. And, um, yeah, we grew up there for 10 years and it was wonderful. Um, I've got an older sister. She's um, four years older than me. And then I've got a twin sister as well. So, yes. yes. I, I only learned more recent years that you had the twin sisters. Yes. She came across to surprise you for a Yeah, yeah. Birthday. I mean, yeah, look, it was our 30th and um, I was just really um, a bit homesick and I couldn't go over home. And so um, Hazley and Matt actually surprised me with flying her over for yeah. our 30th. And I had organised something at... Um, at Vine Restaurant, and nice. yeah, we ended up um, having a big shindig, but it was a huge surprise. I didn't expect anything, but yeah, it was just an amazing gesture. Yeah, I I'll must never admit, forget it. Um, rugby season, we hate talking to you because yeah. you have a big smile on your face because <laughs> the Kiwis just smashed the Aussies, so yes. it's very depressing getting those texts and messages yeah. on a Saturday night. But um, but then when we lost, so like I'm a very sore loser as yeah. well, and I'm glad that South Africa won, but I'd love to. First of all, again, yeah, yeah sure it would be wonderful. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, Carla, let's move New Zealand. You came across. Yeah, so... Did you start? Where was the link between there? Was it with Hazley initially? Yes, so um, I was in New Zealand. I didn't really um, have anything going for me. I was 24 years old. My dad owned the local pub, and so I worked there for years with him, and... I could have stayed, but he was always like, you should go out and explore the world. And my sisters were sort of settling. They had um, wonderful husbands. They were having children. And I was just in a different um, state in my life where I was just like, I think I need to do something more. And I really did think about traveling, but then I didn't want to go too far. Didn't want to go to England. Didn't want to do that whole UK or Euro sort Mm -hmm. of trip um and a friend was moving over to australia for her work so she said why don't you move over and um 
yeah, we ended up having choices between Sydney, Melbourne or Brisbane and we had family and friends that lived in Brisbane and the Goldie. So, um, so yeah, it was an easy decision. And Sydney was too busy as well. I thought that it was a bit of a rat race. Yeah. Melbourne cold, we may as well stay in New Zealand. So, yeah, it was a good good place to come to. And I always tell people that have asked me initially what they should do if they're really new and want to get into real estate sales. I often say property management. Yes, Because, yes. you know, a lot of it yes. is, is tough and it's a good cutting ground. And but, you came through that funnel. Yeah, so I started with the business. So I worked for a local company, for a cafe here, and then I got sick of working the hours. So then I tried to find a job that was just normal nine to five. So then I ended up finding the job via Seek um, and it was to be the receptionist. And so I ended up starting in the receptionist role and I was there for eight months. And I'll never forget the day that I was like, oh, I really would like to grow yeah. in this role. Um, there was a sales agent, Amy Jorgensen, who was, um, yeah, she was fantastic. And I remember just seeing how well she dressed. Um, she was very charismatic and she smelled really good. And <laughs> <laughs> she always wore um, Chanel Mademoiselle. And I just really looked up to her and I just was like, I'd love to be like that. Yeah. So. Um, I wasn't or had no experience in the business whatsoever, but I did really, really want to um, to grow in it. And Hazley would always say to me, you know, there's um, there's a job that's coming up, but it was only doing like administration work. And he said, and I don't think that you'd suit that. Um, you're not very black and white. He said, I think that you're quite colourful mm -hmm. in, in, in the sense that you'd be better in a sales role. And so there ended up being a position coming available um, and it was for the BDM role yeah. to, um, to work in the property management side. So that was to go out, appraise rentals and bring them on and lease them out. Yeah. And that was probably one of the most valuable roles that you could have. It taught me um, uh, apartment buildings, streets, yeah. and I didn't even really know how special New Farm and Tenerife was mm -hmm. until maybe later on in my career that yeah. things started to really, well, things started to change, you know, mm -hmm. I wanted to sort of move into different roles so having knowledge about the area was really important yeah. now, well, I just, in your sales career you're very patient right? yes. one of your qualities <laughs> I, know. I think you have to be patient yes. in property management because you're dealing with so many sort yeah. of micro issues issues at the one yeah, time yeah like it's um you know like i used to see my um because we were only a small team we were only a team of four when we were or five when we had started and now I look at the business and I'm like, whoa, mm. like it's, I think that the pool's maybe at 1,200. Um, it is a really, it's a tough business mm. and I really um, kudos the girls because you, it's like a complaint centre, you're constantly dealing with mm. complaints, whereas my role was more a sales role because, you know, you'd rent out the property, the owner was always happy with you yeah. and then I handed over all the paperwork and then the girls dealt with all of the bad stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's sort of where you learned some of your sales skill sets? Yeah, yeah. On? So I um, would go through, I would um, 
do a few presentations with Hayes because I was so green. I was like the, what was I? Just, I had no, I, no idea yeah. about anything. So he was just like, you just have to be yourself and you have to build a rapport with um, the owners. That would be the most important thing. But then you also have to do, you know, your research. So, you know, print out your CMAs and, you know, you've got to sell the business as well. And so, yeah, he taught me um, step by step yeah. how to do those things. And then I suppose when it got later into like being in that role, I did that for three and a half years. And I think when you get to a point in or stages in your life, you kind of want to do more. Yeah. And I felt really kept I had done a really good job within that role um, I was earning great money and god there were times that I wished that I just <laughs> stayed in it yeah but um, I really um, I really felt like I wanted to do more and I did speak to him hey well I spoke to Hazley and I said to him you know what do the sales agents do differently to what I do yeah. and he said nothing and I said so then what does what you know what's you know so they go out they do presentations they sell the properties and then he said and they get paid a lot more and I said okay then bing <laughs> so I just had this thing that was going on in my head yeah. and then um Matt Lancashire was looking for a sales associate so Nick Given was leaving his business mm -hmm. and Matt and I went to do a appraisal um for a rental for one of his clients in Clayfield. And Matt picked me up, driving around in this beautiful car, and yeah, we ended up driving out to this place, and he said to me, oh, you did a really great job. Um, you know, that was really great, because yeah. we ended up getting it. Um, and I said to him, oh, what are you gonna do with Nico leaving? And he said, um, he goes, I don't know, I'm looking for, I'm looking for somebody, I'm looking for, a, hard worker actually I'm looking for someone like you yeah. and I was like whoa Damn. and I just could not stop thinking about it yeah. like I was just like oh my god like he said that to me <laughs> like I know that it just sounded weird but he was on a real great role in his career yeah. and I really um I really loved seeing his journey and so he was somebody that I did really admire and look up yeah. to and so when he said that then I just yeah once again mm. couldn't stop thinking about it and I had this real guilty side of it because I'd worked for Hazley for so many years and I was so loyal and committed to um to still being loyal and committed and um and yeah, I just felt a bit sad that I was going to leave him for someone else. That's what although, I felt like I was doing. Although you might be doing. earning some more money, it's not so sad. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it, it actually wasn't because when I went from the state, well, to leave well, into, yes, yeah. Yes. But at the time, it was um, the, the the pay from that went from a really amazing wage to basically half of yeah. what I was getting. So. It was a massive sacrifice, mm -hmm. um, but... We should touch um, on that, Carla, because yeah. a lot of us, we all do it, we probably go backwards in pay when yeah. we start as an yeah. agent. I know I did, and, I'm, and I think you did, and you're saying yeah. you did. It, it's a tough year or so, isn't it, where you sort of, you do question yourself, uh, you look at other options in your head, yeah. you know, you, you, you roll up, but you're not always uh, true 
true to the journey? I mean, you see people around you and you sure it is? Yeah. I mean, I did. I was questioning myself for a while. I definitely didn't realise what I was getting myself into from that point. Like, I thought that I was going to be, like, making money (laughs) everything like that. But, um, I mean, Hazley always reminded me that I was getting paid to go to university to learn from the best. And that was comforting at some times, and that's probably a lot easier for him to say. But the sacrifice, I remember... um, we laugh about it all the time because I remember, you know, like sometimes you you just feel like you would be living week to week, um, you wouldn't have much money. Um, and I was going to the gym at the time, but I also was quite um, poor with, <laughs> with <laughs> you know, like being able to go out and buy food and stuff like that. So, you know, the diet was, um, was rice and tuna and, you know, I'd always think, oh, you know, this is a bit embarrassing to be having you, you this, but I'd use it. I pretend <laughs> that I was shredding, and I'd say, no, this is just a meal that I'm shredding, uh, you know, and, and, and losing weight. But yeah. it was it was actually a um, forced a for- shred. Correct. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I remember seeing, you know, people <laughs> doing that now. <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, are you, are you, are you okay? So yeah, right. are you financially <laughs> all right? Are yeah. you okay? So... Yeah. Um, so you're in so, team, uh, Matt's team. Yeah. You're, you're learning a lot. Yeah. If, you're there for 18 months, I was there for years, two and a half years. Two and a half years. years. Yeah. Mean, we all know you learn from the best. Yeah. So you, when did you know the time was right to, to come out of Matt's team and, and start? Um, I think when I started getting like, because it is really hard, like when you're in that um, associate position, you do do a lot of work. You do a lot of the background work, and sometimes you think that that you're you, you're the reason that that's why that happened, and that you should be able to get the commission as what everyone else gets. But um, you got to sort of pull back. But I think when I started kind of fighting with um, with that a bit more, or yeah. wanting a bit more. Um, we both, and I'd been in that role for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we both sort of came to the agreement that it was ready to okay. to move on and so you, yeah, let, let you let, fly. Yeah, get out there. So. so that period, so you've now been, I think we had chat offline yeah, three, three, maybe, three, three and a half, three and years. half years. Yeah. So you've gone, so um, you've gone from call it zero to hero right now. Yeah. You're, you're writing amazing business. Yeah, we've done you, it. From what I can see, you're probably doing a little bit of. Um, up and down, you know, peaks and troughs yes. for a while, but now you're just super consistent. Yeah. And I think we know internally, but you stuck to a very, very simple but effective model where you guys just made the most calls and you still make the most calls yeah. each week in the whole business. Yeah. And then finally, you know, over the last year, year and a half, a couple of years, you guys are just super consistent. Yeah. You know where your business is looking. You know what's looking ahead in the next six months. So with, with Jarden, and he's been, let's just touch on him for a minute. Just no. give us a quick snapshot of Jarden. Yeah, like Jarden's, is, um, Jarden's. Is, he's your he's associate? Just, he's my associate. He's, um, he was actually. Larger than life. Yeah, and he was, <laughs> he was actually getting a, um, I love his, I love how I sort of met him or sort of how I sort of just saw him because he was actually getting interviewed by another agent in the office. And um, unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. And I had seen someone that just really wanted to be here. I didn't, um, I didn't, I just saw 
a person that was going to just work really hard and given the opportunity to work in this business, he would have done anything. Yeah. Um, and I just spoke to Hayes and said, you know, and maybe for my business as well, I, I probably wasn't in a position where I could take him on because sometimes you, you just go, oh, you know, like I'll just, I've got my own my, my own income that I've got to yeah. think about and you don't take the risk of taking on somebody mm -hmm. else. But we thought about, you know, what is the risk? Like the risk is is that either it doesn't work out and that's okay, you'll, you'll work things out again. But what if it does? Mm -hmm and what happens and so I always had that kind of faith with it but we had set up a structure and a system put yeah. in place so that we could um, really see the fruits and the benefits of yeah. me getting an associate and Jards was um, a game changer in my in my business because he is very I don't like to say that he's robotic because I love the way that he speaks on the phone and it's not it's not a typical real estate agent call and it, he's he has really great phone mannerism and um, and he does the numbers. Yeah. So he just does the calls, the calls, yeah. the calls. And it's more about and just he's a great delivering. Team oh, beautiful team! team. Yes, yeah, supportive. A yeah, yeah. Look, he'd do anything for anyone. Yeah. And and I think that that's why him and I really um, mesh well. I think mm. we really complement each other. Um, I've got his back. He's got mine. Um, there's that. That's that's the emotional side to it and then there's that business professional side of things he really wants to do really well and he wants um, our my business um, to do really well um, and so we're on the same yeah. path you yeah. know we're on the same path and yeah it is really wonderful to have somebody that just supports you with with your goals mm. because sometimes somebody's got their own goals and yeah. everyone should have their own goals but so we're on Carla, the same path yeah obviously there's that part of it that structure but also we've all noticed and you took a strategic move but i think it's a natural move mm. you're just part of the community yeah uh, you've 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 picked and and designed and developed a couple of really key things in the mm. area the long lunch which yeah. like you touch on charity base for really great cause yeah you're a part of the furniture down at the local gym, the biggest yeah. gym in the yeah. area, function well. Yeah. So do you want to just touch on those two? Because I've just seen the massive nodes of of real sincere cartilage yeah. embedded in both of those little fraternities. Yeah, I always, um, I've always liked helping. So mm. it just is something that's natural. I care. I, you know, I, you know, would, if I could help anybody, I, I would do that. And I suppose the long lunch was, um, I mean, it stemmed from sadness, you know, like uh, I worked, before I worked in real estate, I worked at Vine Restaurant, mm -hmm. which is a local cafe in, in New Farm. And um, my wonderful friends, they like my family, mm -hmm. you know, they, my brother, they were my brothers and, um, um, Mark and Vanessa, um, who own the restaurant, unfortunately, they lost their baby boy Ari to a really um, a known disease called mitochondrial, um, and um, it was just heartbreaking because nobody can, um, like, you know, nobody can sort of relate no. to it. You know, it's and particularly when they're so little, like he was four, and I suppose at the time there were lots of other people that were around that had children at the same time um, and it was just heartbreaking to see and so 
um, there were a few people that were in the community that really didn't know what to say um, and they wanted to find out a way to sort of show their support. Mm. And so with um, with Hazley and Matt and um, other people within the community, we um, established this um, long lunch mm-hmm. um, and it's been going on for now six years, which is pretty phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been something that we've done every single year and we do it for ADMF, which is um, the Mitochondrial Foundation and we raise money and we do auctions. Um, it's probably the number one event on, on a lot of people in the area's um, calendar. It's, um, it's a really beautiful day. It's um, stayed true. Um, we don't really, adver- we don't advertise it because we don't have to, yeah. um, which is a really, yeah. like that's a really wonderful thing to be able to do is organise an event where you know that you can call up 20 people straight away and go, would you like to buy a table? And mm-hmm. they just go, yeah, every single year. We have um, we have people that have supported that um, event for since it started. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just, um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing day. But I think what it just shows is that um, particularly being so close to Mark and Vanessa, yeah. it's that... Um, you know, we can all help, we can all yeah. support and we can yeah. all help you and you can please know that you're loved and mm. cared for and, mm. yeah. Unfortunately, and sometimes it's the day after our Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and so moving yeah. sideways, function well as well. I yeah, mean, look, so, and function well, like I love So for Tash those that don't know, function well is the, the local yeah. gym. Uh, it's probably the biggest gym in the yeah. area too. Yeah. Got some great owners. Yeah. Um, and, um, and that's probably, once again, like that's where that stems yeah. from as well, is that we've got a really great connection with Tash and Darren. Um, and our Function Well Fitness Festival is, um, it's been established because there were some people that were in the community that were, had some really sad stories, like that have gone through some, Adversity. Um, we've helped families that have lost, you know, wives who have lost their husbands from um, brain cancer, or um, um, we did one for Maddie um, King last year yeah. in, in a, rem- a, a remembrance yeah. um, sort of festival. Um, but it, the idea behind it is that helping people that have gone through adversity, um, it goes direct. The money that gets raised mm-hmm. on the day, day goes directly to the families, which I really love. Like I think that that's something that's really important. There's some charities that you just take care of the administration yeah. and stuff. But the Function Well Festival is wonderful because it's not just our business. Um, it's Function Well, and it's all the mm-hmm. and it's the community. So and it's a natural for you because you're an elite. Yeah. Oh yeah, I used to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. So, Carla, amazing story on your professional background. Look, can we just finish up with some um, yeah, fast-setting questions for you? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's roll into it. Um, if you and Stewie, your, yeah. your partner, yeah. were to buy yourself some favourite drinks at a bar, what would it be? What would you buy each other? Um, it would have to be Bolter. Like, if we went to Bricky Creek, we'd order a Bolter. Rainbow Bay, Surf Club, nice. Bolter. Nice, I like yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. current and it's great. Yeah. Long haul flight. You're going to the uh, you're going to the UK yeah. to watch the World Cup. New Zealand get beaten. Who would you pick to sit next to? Ah, oh. well, since you said rugby, then I'd say Richie McCaw. But ah, yes. 
but Most if it was just be. a long haul flight, it would be Quincy Jones. Right. Yeah. Cool. I love yeah. it. I love it. Um, what are you reading at the moment? What's on the bedside table? Or? Um, Hard for I, us, isn't it? Look, I am, I like read one page and fall asleep. Yeah, so I've I'm really. Exactly the same. Yeah, I have tried to read um, The Grit <laughs> the book, <laughs> The Grit yeah. for like four years yeah. and still have still only there. got halfway. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm pretty hopeless, but I'm pretty good with podcasts at the moment. Right. Yeah. Favourite podcast? Um, so Finding Mastery by um, Michael Gervais. Nice. And he is, uh, he um, speaks to all different types of people. He speaks to entrepreneurs about um, how they got their businesses started up, athletes, yep. um, and how they really pushed to the extreme. And it's just nice to sort of hear people's um, journeys and where they started from. And so, yeah, I really nice. like listening to that. Which makes me think too, going COVID, you were um, the initiator of Wim, Wim the morning, <laughs> yeah. Wim the day. Yeah. In less than 30 Paulie, seconds, explain that was to the audience what that means. That was Paulie's quote. So I think, I think we were all feeling a bit... Um, just a bit like lost or, um, you know, it was a really scary time. Yeah. I, and I think that, um, you know, we um, it created a bit of anxiety for a lot of people and I'm not a very anxious person or anything like that. But I did have a bit of uncertainty about like how the business was going to run. But yeah, we ended up, um, well, my partner Stu, he does Wim Hof, in the mornings um and so he said maybe you should share it with the team and so we shared it and then it just became a routine um jump on the wind. yeah so we did it like at 5 40 in the morning so anybody could jump on to the google link and we would just take these morning sessions of just doing 10 minutes of, of breathing and it really just started the foundation of the day so it was just like all you got to do is wake up yeah. and breathe and then you know, you just felt like, you just felt clear, you felt refreshed. And I completely recommend everybody yep. to do it, and yep. I still do it. Um, and then, you know, it led you into sort of having a bit of a routine for the day because there was no structure. No. We couldn't, you know, we couldn't have, um, we weren't being monitored in a way. Um, so we had to create our own. So, yeah, it was wonderful. And I and I really miss it. Like, I found it really hard mm. to sort of get back into it because, uh, you know, we were doing WIM and then we were doing online training sessions yes. via the Zoom. Yes, yes. And I really loved being at home. I thought it was really nice <laughs> rather than running around like a headless yeah. chicken. And Yeah. yeah. It, was, so, it was interesting times. It was. Um, what are you most grateful for, Carla? Um, oh. Apart from Stewie. I, uh, yeah, he's a, he's great. Um, I, I'm just grateful for being able to work in the business that I do. I've always felt really fortunate and lucky. I felt that I just landed in this place and, uh, you know, from moving over from New Zealand, um, 24, not really knowing anything what to do, like not knowing where I was going, what I was doing, I ended up sort of falling in an area and in a place and then meeting people who who I work with every single day. I call them my family, my, my brothers, my sisters. Um, I love coming into work. I love seeing everyone. Um, I miss my family truly, but I feel that I get in New Zealand, but I feel like I get 
I feel like I get the love and support that I do here mm-hmm. as well. And I've always been, I've always had wonderful mentors um, and people that have taken me under their wing yeah. and sort of helped me along the way. And so, yeah, I always feel really grateful. And then I think just with being in this career, um, that um, you can do anything. Mm. Like you can create your own or your best life. Yeah. Um, and it's completely up to you. Um, you know, whatever, whatever you decide that you'd like to do. Um, but if you work hard in this business, you can get the rewards mm. and the fruits. And I've always found that my friendships and relationships have always rewarded me for that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I've always like a lot of my business is friendship and yes. relationship based and. Yeah, it sort of is very natural and easy, mm. and yeah, it's been a, it's a wonderful job. So, career. so I'm going to ask Carla a fast fact about you that Ooh. no one knows about. Ooh. But I think we could go back to New Zealand because yes. I've heard only today there's something I didn't know. <laughs> Tell us about that really quickly to finish off on. Oh, um, I studied communication studies in New Zealand and really dreamt about being like a TV host or a journalist, and I. Um, there ended up being auditions. So there's a radio station called George FM, which is kind of similar to Triple J over here. It's an alternative music um, station. And um, the producers of that radio station decided that they would um, do a TV station, a bit like MTV, where they hosted different um, music music themed shows. So there was like rock, there was punk, there was hip hop. And um, yeah, I ended up wanting to go and do this audition and I ended up going by myself <laughs> and then they and I was so nervous that they said um won't you just tell us a bit about yourself so I ended up saying that I've got a twin sister and they just said where is she and I said oh she's she lives in Kerry Kerry had to beg her to do the audition with me um our mum ended up writing our script for us and we ended up uh, yeah, getting the getting our own show, mm-hmm. um, and we had a show wow. called Two for Tuesdays. So we played two songs by the same artist, yeah. um, and we did that for nearly a year, and it was really wonderful. It was a really wow. great experience, and I think that um, yeah, like my dream of that was yeah had really come true. Nice. So yeah. Well, Carla Lynch, thank you very much for great. being part of the Collegiate series. Thank We're you. We're very honoured to have you. Yeah, you've got an amazing story. And it hasn't been easy, you know, moving countries, property management to sales, you know, it's none of it's easy and you're just, you are smashing it out of the park at the moment. So thank thanks you. very much. And thank you. Best luck moving forward. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you very much for taking the time, Carla Lynch. Hope you enjoyed this episode of The Collegiate. Next week is a larger than life, Nicholas Given. 